Over the past few years, I have asked you guys to give me a rating and review. And if you've done that, thank you so, so much. I really appreciate it. It's so helpful. But if you haven't, I get it. I kind of get it. Like, I'm asking you to go and click on this thing and then like, how do I do it? And then I have to come up with some kind of a review and I don't know what to say and I'll do it later, right? I, I get it. I've, I've kind of been there before. I, I know exactly how you feel. And so I'm not asking you to do that now, okay? What I'm asking you to do now is so easy. Anybody can do it and it literally takes like one second. Go into whatever you're listening to, whether it's Apple Podcast or Spotify or whatever platform you're listening on, they all have it, and just click on the subscribe button. Just subscribe. It takes one second. You don't have to be creative. You don't have to come up with a review and write it all out and you know be self-conscious about it. Just hit that subscribe button. That would be so, so, so impactful for me. And if you're enjoying this and getting a lot out of it, that would mean the world to me. It really would. And it's so easy. Anyone can do it. Like, let's literally stop listening right now. Stop listening. Go and do it. That's how much it means to me. Nobody ever asks you to leave their show and stop listening for anything. But I'm asking you to stop listening right now. Go and just quickly subscribe. Come right back and take a listen. That would mean the world to me. I would really appreciate it. You guys are awesome. And I really appreciate it. Thanks. Right now, the media is doing a lot of work for us, right? They're already starting to tell people house prices are dropping. They're starting to try to scare people. We really just talk to them about it. We don't necessarily bring in a bunch of materials to prove our point. We just let them know what's happening. You're listening to the Just Start Real Estate Podcast. If you're serious about your real estate investing business and need real answers, you are in the right place. And now, your host, Mike Simmons. All right. Thank you for joining me on Just Start Real Estate. I appreciate you being here. If you're new to the show, welcome. I'm happy to have you here. I hope you love it and enjoy it. If you've been a loyal listener for a long time, you totally rock. I totally appreciate that. And I'm excited to have you back. All right, guys, got a great live Q&A replay for you here. But before I talk about that, I just want to let you know that I will be speaking at Flip Hacking Live. I talked a little bit about it in this live because I was asked a question about what are the takeaways? Why should I go? What's the What's the real value of Flip Hacking Live? Uh, so you should listen to that answer because I think it really does affect you. Uh, but it is happening this year on October 13th through the 15th in Orlando. And I will be speaking there. And I'm excited to be there. I'm excited to be a speaker. I'm very honored. And I would like to meet you in person. So grab your ticket and go. It'll be a fantastic event. And I know you will love it. Okay, let's get into today's show. Guys, we had a good conversation with some live folks. We talked uh, a little little bit about PPC and how to find a company to help you with that. We talked about evaluating properties. I actually talked a long time about uh, MLS versus Zillow. Can I just use Zillow? Should I use the MLS? Is there some other service that works? I had a lot of ideas and thoughts on that. And we talked a lot about uh, acquisition managers. How do you find them? How do you pay them? Are they contractors? Are they employees? Uh, lots of stuff there. Super relevant and I think important for most of you in your business. So uh, I'm excited for you to hear this episode. It was a lot of fun to do and I hope you really enjoy it. All right, I give you my latest Q&A. We are live here on a Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time. You can do the math in the middle of the country. I don't know, Mountain Time and Central Time, but it's it's now. So hopefully you guys are here with me. Uh, I love having you on. Uh, welcome for the folks joining on Instagram. Thanks for being here. Everybody else, if you're on YouTube or LinkedIn or 
Facebook, uh, please start uh, putting your questions in the chat. Uh, we are ready for those. If you don't have questions or if there's not, nobody here that wants to ask a question, uh, we have some stuff that is ready to go that people have sent us throughout the week and throughout the last month or so. And we're going to answer those questions. But we take priority with the people who are live. So if you're live and you have a question, don't feel like you are interrupting the flow or you have to wait because we are going to prioritize you and your questions because I want to have that interaction. Also, uh, guys, uh, I am, uh, I've been announcing this for a while, but I have a program that I created. It's a video course and it's called Winning Direct Mail. And if you are struggling to get leads in your business, and listen, even if you're not struggling, you're getting leads, but you need better leads, cheaper leads, more motivated leads. That basically is everyone in real estate, me included. Everybody needs better, cheaper leads, right? I've created a course to help you do exactly that. But here's the best part. It's all about direct mail. It's all about how to set up and design your direct mail, how to get it mailed out and who to use and how to design your card. And you can just use the card that I give you that's made me millions of dollars. You can do that. And there's a it's a whole video course that tells you from A to Z how to get that done, how to mail it out. Like I said, everything, even when the mail comes in, what do you do now? Right. I even included that. But the best part is it's free. It's absolutely free. And sometimes when people hear free, they think, oh, it's not, you know, it's just going to be a teaser. It's going to give us a couple of concepts, but not really deliver the goods. That is not true. I probably should have, I probably should have uh, charged thousands of dollars for this, honestly, because in real estate, if we get just one extra deal, right? What does that mean? It's tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of dollars, depending on where you live and what kind of deals you're doing and that kind of stuff. This will get you more than one more deal this year, okay? This is the, the the process that I've used to get hundreds of deals over the last few years. So this is absolutely effective and it's totally free. Like I said, I should charge for it. Maybe someday in the future I will. But for now and for you, if you go and get it now, it'll be forever free. You have access to it for life. It's not going away. You can have that. So go and grab. It's called Winning Direct Mail. If you go to my website here, it's on the screen if you're watching and if you're listening to this, you can go to mikesimmons.com forward slash winning direct mail. If that's way too much for you to remember, you can actually also go to winningdirectmail.com and it'll take you to the same spot. It's free. Go and get it. There's no reason not to. Worst case scenario, you get it. It doesn't help you. I know that's not going to be the case. I promise you. I've spent literally over a million dollars buying direct mail over the last several years to try to hone in exactly what works for me and what has worked for hundreds of other real estate investors that I've mentored and coached over the years. And this is it. This program is it. So go and grab it. It will absolutely help you with your direct mail. It'll help you bring in more leads. It'll help you bring in better leads. And that's the goal here, right? As we move into the new real estate world, the new economy, uh, the recession, the real estate prices are dropping, right? There's a lot of stuff happening. You need to make sure above all else that you're getting consistent lead flow in your business. That is probably the number one thing I can tell you as a real estate investor, you need to get more leads. I don't care how many you're getting, you can always use more and better leads. So anyways, go grab it. It's called Winning Direct Mail. It will transform your direct mail game. If you're not using direct mail, you should be, and this will help you get started. Okay. Uh, on to the questions. Let's, let's go ahead and dive in and see what we got. Again, if you have live questions, if you're here live, 
and you have live questions, put them in the chat and we will get to them. Okay. Uh, first question says, for evaluating properties, do you use Zillow, the MLS, or something else? I use the MLS. <clears throat> and in my opinion, the MLS is unrivaled. It's unbeatable. It's unmatched. You need the MLS to run comps on properties. Now, you may say, Mike, I don't have access to the MLS. Does that mean I can't be a real estate investor? No, it does not. You can use things like Zillow or Trulia or PropStream. And there's a few, there's other ones. There's not just a few, there's tons of other places that uh, have some access to public records so they can give you sold comps, right? In the absence of the MLS, then use Zillow or PropStream. I, I would suggest not using Zillow. I would suggest if you don't have access to the MLS, at least go to like PropStream or one of the services that has MLS access or they kind of pull from the MLS a little bit. Zillow is not super, Zillow can be accurate, but also it can be completely inaccurate. So it really depends on where you are. In some areas, I know people say Zillow's dead on. In my market, Zillow is actually pretty close. It's not bad. In other markets, people tell me Zillow is like a mile off. So you don't want to count on something that's sort of hit and miss like that. I say use like PropStream, for example, if you <clears throat> don't have access to the MLS. But if you don't have access to the MLS, one of your goals and one of the things that you work on should be getting access. Does that mean you have to become a realtor? No, it does not. No, it does not. I said you need to get access to the MLS. And that might mean, you know, buddying up with a realtor who's willing to share their access or... If that doesn't sound like a good idea because you're not supposed to share your access, I get that. Uh, get assistant access and maybe do a little work on the side for them to justify being an assistant for them. Uh, uh, realtors can uh, grant uh, access to an assistant. <clears throat> and so you can create a legitimate assistant relationship with them, get access to the MLS, do a little work for them on the side. However you want to work it out. Use your charm, use your great good looks, great looks, if you have great looks, whatever, use what you got to get yourself access. If you can't do that, then maybe get your realtor's license so you get full access on your own without anybody's help. Because I really do think having MLS access is a non-negotiable long-term. Short-term, use what you can. Maybe you know, call up a realtor and say, hey, I need you to run comps for me on these properties for a while. I'm, I'm getting access or I'm getting my realtor's license or whatever. But in the meantime, Will you run comps or use PropStream? And if I were going to use something like PropStream, though, I would try to use maybe two or three other free tools and I would pull comps on all of them and kind of get a good like 360 degree view of what all these different services say this house is worth. Um, because we know that those services are not as accurate as the MLS. So if you don't have the MLS, maybe use two or three other services to kind of get various opinions of what this house could be worth to try to get a good idea of what it's worth. Um, but ultimately, long-term, you want access to the MLS. It's got all of the data you need. It's got the most accurate, up-to-date data of any service. Even if something pulls from the MLS, it says it pulls from the MLS, I have a hard time believing, and I've not seen that it's super on top of it and timely, right? It may populate the next day or within a few days, but you really need, if you're taking this seriously, you really need to get up-to-date, accurate information on comps because you know once you pull your comps and run your numbers, 
everything you do in that deal flows from that original comp that you ran, whether it's whatever current condition, like the value of the house as is, or if it's an ARV, whatever, right? <clears throat> if you're a house flipper and you want to figure out what you should make, on, you know, what offer you should make on a house, first thing you do is get the ARV and then you start doing all your math from there. So if that first number's wrong, all your math, the rest of it could be right, but your the number that spits out at the bottom, your maximum allowable offer, it's going to be off. It's not going to be right. And you're going to end up buying houses most likely you're going to you're going to spend too much because if that calculation or that first ARV number is way too low because let's just say for example Zillow had it really low and so you started with a low ARV and you just subtracted all your costs from there you're never going to get a deal so you're either never going to get a deal or you're going to get deals but you're going to pay way too much and so neither one of those situations are good you need the MLS so you can dial your numbers in especially now you know we're not in an appreciating market where if you kind of make a mistake and pay a little too much for a house, eh, it'll all kind of get worked out in the end because house prices are appreciating. That's not the case. House prices are going down. So if you pay too much in the beginning and house prices are going down, that's bad, right? I don't want to get overly technical, but that's bad. <laughs> and I think it's it's pretty obvious why it's bad. You're going to pay too much and then it's not going to be worth what you thought anyway when you go to sell because house prices dropped. And so you can't let that be the case. You you have to, you know, there's certain tools you need in any industry. And if you take your job seriously, if you take your business seriously, you need the tools of the trade. And one of the tools of the trade for real estate investors is MLS access. It really is. If I were going to invest in a market that wasn't my own, where I didn't have MLS access, you better believe I would be calling a friend in that market who does have MLS access. And I would either be using their login or asking them to run some comps for me because I wouldn't, I just wouldn't trust Zillow or anybody else to give me good comps. I really, 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 really think you need MLS access. And that, like I said, that's one of two things. Either you charm your way into getting it or you work your way into getting it by getting your realtor's license and having it that way. So, yep, uh, I use the MLS. I suggest you use the MLS, but, but, I'm not a fan of using that as an excuse to not start investing or continue investing. Use the tools that you have available to you until you can have the right tool, which is the MLS. Okay, next question. <clears throat> hey, Brian. Okay, Brian <laughs> is live with us. Uh, Zabowski, I think I'm saying that right, Zabowski. Uh, he says, uh, can always become an assistant to any agent which gives them MLS access. You're a thousand percent right. Exactly, exactly. Totally agree with you. Go get assistant access from an agent. If you have to pay the monthly, whatever it costs to have them have that access or whatever it costs them to have that, then pay it. I, I think it's it's critical. I got MLS access years ago and I, it's absolutely necessary. I totally need it in my business and I would not be able to do as well without it. So thanks, Brian. You are 100% right. Assistant access is the way to go. All right. Nick is back with us. What's up, Nick? Okay. Nick says, how are you letting homeowners... Let's see. How are you letting homeowners about the market shift in their home value? How am I letting them know about the market shift? Yeah, okay. Um, so right now... Uh, the media is doing a lot of work for us, right? They're already starting to tell people house prices are dropping. They're starting to try to scare people. Um, you can print things off from the internet. 
we really just talk to them about it. We don't necessarily bring in a bunch of materials to prove our point. We just let them know what's happening. And most sellers now have heard, even if they don't want to believe it, they've heard it. And so you just have to kind of point them to the media, right? You watch the news, you've heard house prices in this market are, are dropping. And we don't know how far they're going to go. We don't know how fast they're going to drop. We've seen what could happen 12 years ago, 13 years ago, 2008, 2009. We know house prices really plummeted and people lost a ton of value and it was a bad situation. We don't know if it's going to get that bad. Could, may not, but we know it's dropping. And so when we're in houses, we're just kind of instilling that sense of urgency that if they need to sell their house, we're here to buy it. And they have to understand their house is not as worth as much as it was six months ago. We can, you can show them that. I mean, everybody, you know, even on Zillow, you can see house prices have dropped. Um, and, and frankly, by the way, I just got done saying Zillow wasn't super accurate all the time. Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. If you go, if you're, before you go on an appointment, if you like look at the Zillow comps and they're lower than what the MLS says, that's actually good for you. It kind of helps you, right? You can print those out and show them, right? You could tell them their house is worth, 150,000 or whatever, because MLS shows it's 150. Zillow might say it's worth 110, right? It's wrong, probably, but you can still show them because that's what they have access to, right? They're going to know, trust me, they're going to know what Zillow says. And if Zillow is a little on the pessimistic side, let's just say they have a lower comp, then then that's fine. That's what they have access to. And, and that's what you can point them to. But we point them to the media. Like I said, you can print out articles and things like that. But we just try to educate them and talk to them about what's happening. And we also let them know, listen, if you don't want to take my offer today, that's fine. But the market's dropping. So if you call me in a, in a month, if you call me in a week, my offer might not be the same. Matter of fact, it probably won't be because I'm going to have seen the prices drop since we talked last. And so I have to anticipate that three to five months down the road after I renovate and sell. And so my, my offer is going to be lower probably in a week. And certainly within a month, it's going to be lower. You call me three months from now, it's gonna be a lot lower. And frankly, your house is going to be worth a lot less. So we just have those conversations, put a little urgency there. But really, at the end of the day, you're listening to their pain point. You know, They have some motivation that caused them to call you or reach out to you. And you have to kind of focus on that. We don't, we try not to focus on their value dropping the whole time, right? That's part of the conversation. But really, the bigger part of the conversation, the more important part of the conversation is what is it that's going on in their life that they need to sell their house? What's the motivation? And let's lean into how we fix that and how we solve that problem through buying their house. Then when you start giving them prices, you know, what you think you could pay, if the feedback is that's too low, that's too low, that's when we can start talking about the market. We don't necessarily start using market, um, declining market strategies until there's objections to the price. Because if they have motivation and we say, listen, we know you have to move by the end of the month. I get it. This is what's happening. We're going to help you. We can buy the house. Here's what we can pay and, and get you out by the end of the month so we can solve all the problems. If they say that sounds great, then you don't have to beat them up with house prices going down. But if they say, oh yeah, I do have to move by the end of the month, non-negotiable, like I have to move or you know everything's going to fall apart in my life. And you say, great, I can make that happen by the end of the month. It's only two weeks away, but we're going to work to make that happen. Here's the price we can offer. And they say, well, my neighbor got this much for their house. That's too low, right? But their neighbor, you know, had four or five months to wait to sell their house. They were in no hurry. You have to start. Then the education comes, right? Well, 
yes, your neighbor did get more than I'm offering you, but it took them four months to sell. You said you have to sell by the end of the week or end of the month. That's in two weeks, right? Also, your neighbor, if you look at the how the pictures on Zillow, they just renovated the entire house, top to bottom, new kitchen, new bath, new floors, new paint, new roof, new furnace, all that, right? Your house is a great house. It's a very nice house, but it hasn't been updated for 25 years. And the roof is 20 years old and the furnace is 25 years old. And you know the kitchen is it was great. It's great, but it hasn't been updated since the 90s. And, and if, if you want to get top dollar, you would have to do all these upgrades. You know that, right? And so that's that's where the conversation starts going. And then you then you could talk about the economy too. Listen, we're we're seeing declining house prices. Your your neighbor sold six months ago. Six months ago, everybody's house was worth more. But if they sold today, they wouldn't get what they got six months ago. They would get a different number, right? So that's when we start educating about the shift. Focus on the pain point. Focus on the motivation. Then, if you need to, you sort of back into market and declining values and all that kind of stuff. Does that help? Hopefully. I know we're going to have an actual conversation. I'm asking a question like you can answer me timely. All right, Angela, what else do we have? Okay, next question. And Nick, if you have a follow-up to that, by all means, ask. Um, Next question. I'm considering going to Flip Hacking Live this year for the first time. What do you think? What do you think the biggest takeaways are? They're different for everybody. Um, I've been to every Flip Hacking Live since the first one, which happened in 2016. Flip Hacking Live, and I'm not, I don't go to real estate events typically. Not a big fan because I feel like on a lot of real estate events, they don't give you end-to-end answers. They 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 pose a lot of questions. And they tease you with potential answers. Flip Hacking Live, the, I think the biggest, most fundamental reason why Flip Hacking Live is so good and so important for you to go to is because at Flip Hacking Live, all of the presenters, and I know this because I've been behind the scenes, I, I help put on the event year after year, and I've been a speaker at every single one of them. And I know that the direction that's given to the presenters is whatever you're presenting on, I want you to give the people in attendance all of the tools they need to do that thing that you're presenting on. So if somebody like last year, uh, a friend of mine, Vaughn Bethel, presented on uh, uh, his bird dog system, right? He, he brings people into his organization they go out and help them help them locate and, and source leads and deals. And, and that's how he finds a lot of his deals. And he has a whole system built around that. He didn't just give you the high level concepts and say, this is sort of what I do, but I'm not really going to give you all the details. He laid out his, his process for identifying, hiring, and managing and paying all of his bird dogs or his, his lead acquisition people. He laid the whole thing out from end to end. It's an entire process that you could, if you were in attendance on that, you could have been taking notes and had a full-fledged system for running the same bird dog system that Vaughn runs, right? All of the presenters are given that direction. Lay it all out. Do not hold anything back. Give everyone attendance everything they need to totally crush it with whatever you are presenting. Some people have presented cold calling systems 
and they've laid the whole thing out exactly what they use, how they set it up, who they hire, where they find, or I'm sorry, who they hire, where they find them, how much they pay them, how they manage the whole thing, what they say when they, when they do the outbound calls, what are their numbers? Like how many, how many leads or deals are they getting per call? Like all of that stuff. It's all laid out, everything. And there's going to be a ton of presenters doing the exact same thing this year. And you really, really need to be there. If you're, if you weren't planning on going, you still have a month to get your plans together and get there. It's going to be in Orlando on October 13th, 14th and 15th. If you want to get tickets or at least get more information, like go at least check it out. You can go to bestrealestateevent.com. Let me say that again. Bestrealestateevent.com. That's because it is the best real estate event. It really is. I've been to others. I don't go to others as a rule. I've been to others. This one will blow your mind and it completely crushes every other event in real estate I've ever seen or heard of. Honestly does. I'm not just saying that. I wouldn't go every year if I didn't think there was tremendous value. And by the way, I leave every year completely fired up. I leave with a handful of really great strategies that I want to implement in my business. If you're newer to real estate, you're going to leave with a notebook full, right? And and when you're at the event, you will also get help and direction on how to know what to do first, how to like take all that information and actually make it, you know, actionable day one. Um, but even if you're a, a, an experienced real estate investor and you think you've kind of got a lot a lot of it figured out, I promise you, if you go to Flip Hacking Live, you will leave with half a dozen to a dozen really, really exciting things that you want to implement in your business that will help you crush it for the next 12 months at least. So it's a great event. Like I said, I'm going to be there speaking. Uh, We have a lot of great speakers. If you go to www.bestrealestateevent.com, you can check out all the information on it, get all the facts and get your ticket. So you should go. Tickets prices are going up. They always go up leading up to the event. If you wait and procrastinate, you will pay more than you will pay tonight or tomorrow. I promise you. So go and get your tickets now and go check that out. But biggest takeaways, guys, is the fact that nothing's held back. Uh, Every time I go, I'm inspired and I learn. And there's just so many smart people. The presenters are obviously great and they're amazing. Some of the best real estate investors in the entire country but the people who attend are incredible themselves. And so the networking that happens, all the conversations that happen in between speakers, after hours, in the morning, at lunch, it's amazing. There's going to be a coaching zone set up so you can get real quick access to really smart people to answer some questions. Um, There's going to be some some tables set up after hours where you can talk to all the presenters and sit down with them and have conversations it's just an amazing event that just gives and gives and gives. There's just so much abundance mindset at this event that if you don't go, I think you're really missing out and you're really, um, you're really, you're not, I've said this before and it sounds kind of harsh sometimes, but I think if you don't go to Flip Hacking Live, I just, I question how seriously you're taking your business. I really do. And I know that sounds a little judgy, a little harsh. I'm just telling you, you go to the event Find me anywhere on day two, day three, 
And you tell me if it wasn't a thousand percent worth your time, the money it cost to get in and everything. And if you don't think it was like absolutely an amazing event, totally worth your time, come and find me and, and we'll have a conversation and figure out how we can make that an absolute win for you. And if we just can't, I'll get you a refund. Okay. That's my promise to you. So it's not going to happen. It's never happened. I've made that offer so many times. No one's ever taken me up on it. So I know you won't. Um, but let's have that conversation. If you're there all three days and you don't think it was great, come and find me. Let's have a conversation and figure it out. Maybe I'll, I'll just give you free mentoring or free coaching, something. I'll do something if you think it wasn't worth your while, but <clears throat> you will. So go and go and check that out. Okay, enough about Flip Hacking Live, guys. You must go. Okay, next question. Uh, let's see. You were right. No, that's not a question. It's a statement, but I like it. Anytime someone starts with you, are, you were right, I am psyched. Okay. You were right. I shouldn't have tried to do my PPC marketing myself. How did you go about finding someone to handle this for your business? <clears throat> Excuse me, guys. Let me take a quick drink. Okay. Um, I found someone for my PPC originally because they were on my podcast. So that doesn't work for the majority of you who don't have a podcast. I get it. You can Google it. You can certainly go to Google and type in, you know, Google AdWord agencies or pay-per-click agencies. Um, but there's one that I, I recommend and that I like quite a bit and that I have used in the past. I, I took that that whole thing in-house and I hired a, a marketing manager to do it for me, among other things. But if you're going to someone outside of your organization or someone, a third party that's going to do it for you, there's only one that I've used that I can recommend. I don't love recommending companies that I've never used. And so I know there's a lot of them and you can try them. But if you go to <clears throat> adwordnerds.com, that's adwordnerds.com. Uh, the guy who runs that, his name is Dan Barrett. He's phenomenal. He's a marketing genius. And I would highly recommend you go and check them out. Uh, it's not an affiliate relationship for me. It's just, I'm just telling you they're great. And you should go and at least talk to them and have them kind of have a conversation with you and see if they think it's a good fit. Um, but you can Google and find anyone to do it. I really think it's important that you find someone who's who specializes in the real estate space. And I know the AdWords Nerds team does specialize in real estate. They're really, really great. They're really good. They get results. And um, that's who I recommend. So <clears throat> if you're going to go out and find somebody, that's where I'd start. Okay. What, what do we have? Any other <clears throat> live questions? Okay, here we go. How should I compensate an acquisitions manager? Are they employees or independent contractors? Any tips for finding one? Okay, here's three questions in one. <clears throat> There's a lot of ways you can compensate acquisition managers. There's no right way. If you're newer or your business is a little bit smaller, I highly recommend that you try to find someone who's interested in working on full commission, 100% commission. Now, the good news is acquisition managers, if you don't know what that means, those are the folks that go out, talk to the homeowners, talk to the sellers, and try to figure out if they can come to an agreement on a price for the home and they get the purchase agreement signed. That's what acquisition managers do in real estate. Um, you can compensate them, like I said, a number of ways. Pure commission is the best. And the good news is, Acquisition managers are salespeople, right? They're just sales. In any industry, you just call them sales. Sales folks, a lot of times, expect or at least are used to working on commission. 
And so it's not an unusual or crazy proposal for you to say, I want to pay you on commission. So that's number one. The reason why I recommend commission, uh, especially if you're a newer business or a smaller business or you have don't have a lot of volume, is it doesn't put a lot of cash flow burden on your company if deals are not coming. And so if they're not very good or whatever, you just don't have lots and lots of leads and lots of deals, it's not going to crush your cash flow because you have this like salary that you have to pay. They get paid when you get paid. So they find a property, they get it under contract, they bring it back to you, you flip it or wholesale it, whatever you're going to do, you get paid when the thing closes at title, you get your money, you pay them a commission of that, right? It's very easy and it's so much better on cash flow because it doesn't make you overextend yourself if leads and deals are not closing. That's number one. Um, you can also give them a small base plus commission. I, I don't think any sale... Matter of fact, I'm not going to say I don't think. That's too weak of a way of saying it. I'm telling you for a fact, no salesperson, in my opinion, should ever be paid on straight salary, no commission. It's the worst because you want your sales team or your sales person to be motivated by, wait for it, sales. They must be motivated by sales. If they're not motivated by sales, if they don't care how many deals they get and how many close, because they're just getting straight salary, whether they get 10 contracts or no contracts, it's all salary. You'll get no contracts because they're not going to be... They, why should they work so hard to get a bunch of contracts if they're going to get salary, right? Now, you might say because you'll fire them. True. But I, that was a little bit of hyperbole. Here's what will happen realistically. If you have a salesperson that has that is capable of getting, let's just say, five deals a month. They're capable of getting five deals a month. If they're all commission, there's a really good chance they'll get you five deals that month. If they're 100% salary, you might get two, maybe three, two probably though, right? Because they're going to do good enough not to get fired, but not well enough to crush it for you. It's just it's human nature. Yes, there are unicorns who maybe would crush the five contracts, even on straight salary. But where's the incentive to go the extra mile? You must pay them partially commission. I think all commission's great. If it's not all commission, I would say 75-25 on the commission, right? So maybe 25% of their pay is salary, 75 commission. Heavy on commission. Okay, so that's that's compensation. Um, as far as employees or independent contractors, they could be either. If you're giving them an office, you're providing them with a computer and a phone. You're requiring them to be in the office every single day and to report, you know, go to meetings, blah, blah, blah. That's an employee. In the eyes of the IRS, that's an employee because you, are, you know, they can't work for anybody else. They have set hours that you provide their equipment to them. Like you require certain, like that's an, that's an employee. And if you call that a contractor and you ever get audited, you're going to be in a little bit of trouble. Most times for most real estate investors who have a small to medium-sized business, we're, we're typically, if you're not careful, you'll treat them like an employee, but you want it to be a, a, a contractor relationship. You would much, much rather be a contractor. Um, it's just cheaper. Uh, it's just cheaper, right? And But when you do that, you have to uh, make sure that you're not require them to work certain hours you're not require you know you're not giving them equipment like you have to treat them like a contractor a little bit now the reality is you don't really want them working for other people obviously but you have to like i look up the rules i don't want to like mislead you too badly here just know 
what happens most time is we treat them like employees and pay them like a contractor. That's a very gray at best way of going about it. You're probably putting yourself at harm in harm's way with the IRS. I suggest you look it up on the IRS website. There's a checklist of things that make someone an employee. Make sure you're not checking those things and proceed that way, right? Just, just do your research, but you want to try to create that re- contractor relationship, in my opinion. It's just better in the beginning. Okay. Any tips for finding acquisition manager? Um, I think Indeed is great. ZipRecruiter, all those all those platforms are really, really um, great for finding acquisition people. You can use Craigslist and you can find people. I've hired people off Craigslist. It works. It's not, you know, it's a little bit like going to McDonald's for food. You're, you're going to get food. It's not always the highest quality food, but you're going to get food. Um, but I think Indeed or ZipRecruiter, those kind of those kind of services are really, really good because you want to find someone who's, you know, a legit salesperson and, and they have a... a a track record of success. And by the way, you didn't ask this, but I'm going to tell you because this is probably more important than all the questions you ask when it comes to acquisitions. You want someone who's great at sales. You want someone who has a history of being successful in sales. You do not need someone with real estate experience. You just don't. And in fact, a lot of people will tell you your salesperson should have real estate experience, maybe even be a realtor. What I'm telling you is you do not want them to have real estate experience. I would rather hire a salesperson who has no real estate background, but they have a background in being an absolute rock star in whatever industry they are in sales, right? So um, the first great salesperson that I hired was a pharmaceutical salesperson. He sold pharmaceuticals. He didn't know the first thing about real estate. That's who I hired. He was awesome. He crushed it for me. So much so that I eventually partnered with him and now he's my business partner. So don't get caught up on someone having sales, uh, real estate experience. You want sales experience. And by the way, someone with a ton of real estate and no sales, terrible candidate. Someone with tons of sales, crushes it in sales, no real estate, best candidate, right? That's your spectrum. So skew toward great sales and forget about the real estate part. You can teach the real estate part. That's very teachable. In fact, Sometimes when they don't have real estate experience, they're easier to teach. They're easier to train because they're not going to fight you on their perceived you know, ideas about real estate and how it should work. So <clears throat> anyways, okay. Uh, is there any more live questions, Angela? If not, I think we're going to call it for this live. All right. No more live questions. We're going to cut it off here, guys. We've gone about 35, 40 minutes. Uh, Like I said, we're here every week, 7 o'clock Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. If you want to get more leads and you do, Go and go to get my free course. It's called Winning Direct Mail. You can go to winningdirectmail.com or you can go to mikesimmons.com forward slash winning direct mail. You can also, by the way, just go to mikesimmons.com, click the link on the homepage. It's right there, right? Go and grab it. It's free. I promise you it will absolutely supercharge your direct mail game. Also, go to Flip Hacking Live. Please, I'm telling you, do yourself a favor. You need to go. You need to be part of that event. You are absolutely missing out. You should have total FOMO if you don't go to Flip Hacking Live. And again, you can go to www.bestrealestateevent.com to get your tickets and get more information. Looking forward to seeing you guys there. I will be there live. You can grab me, pull me aside. We can have a cup of coffee and chat. I would love to meet you guys. All right, guys, until next time, go out there and get after it. Go crush it. You got this. We'll see you next time. 
All right, I hope you enjoyed that. Remember, I do these Q&As live on Facebook on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. I hope you enjoyed this. Tune in next week for another installment of live Q&As answering your questions. Okay, until next time.